Okay. Um, uh, what's your name? Connie Jackson. I go by <laughs> CJ. <laughs> Have you always gone by CJ? Yes. Well, really? since college. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Is that a nickname you just, like somebody called you CJ? No, oh. my then boyfriend named me that. And it stuck. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, okay. For a long time, I didn't know. It was just, it was just CJ. Um, okay. Um, uh, what do you do for work? Different, not black I'm a nurse. I'm a kidney transplant coordinator. Okay. Um, and, uh, of course, we asked you about cycling. So, what kind of, like, riding do you do? Like, what? Well, um, primarily, I've been a road cyclist. Mm-hmm. Uh, took a break a couple of years ago to do a little mountain biking in the winter. Mm-hmm. Went back to road cycling, my first love. Um, and then, and now, recently, um, You've been doing I'm in a new relationship. And... Okay. Uh, he's a mountain biker, okay. and I'm a road cyclist, so we compromise and we go gravel riding. Okay. So okay. that's my new thing. That's a, that's a fair compromise. Um, when did the road biking start? That was so first, right? I started riding in 2000... No, wait a minute. 2009. Um, a friend of mine invited me to the Anthem Moonlight Ride. Which was like a 18 mile ride or something like yeah, that, yeah. Um, and I did that ride. And I borrowed, I had to borrow a bike from her. Mm-hmm. And the weekend after that, I was out buying a bike. It was like an addiction. That okay? <laughs> that I wouldn't think of that ride being the one that had you. When was the, when, oh, I hurt all over. Every muscle in my body ached really? from climbing that hill by St. Mary's. Oh wow! Hospital, yeah. Okay. I've actually never done my that. back was hurting and oh yeah I was I was miserable the whole ride and I just I wanted more of it <laughs> normally it's like a super cool ride but okay all right um did you dress up or anything did you wear costume or anything like that you just no okay. uh-uh. no okay. I, ha- I even had borrowed padded shorts on really yeah wow. okay still sore. <laughs> okay um wow that's okay that's the one that got you into it okay I've not done that yet um okay so you bought a road bike um, do you still have that road bike? No, 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 no. I, great story though. I bought that bike. It was a Fuji entry level road bike. Cause I thought, you know, I think I like this, but how no. much, how, I don't know how long I'm going to stick with it. So I bought the bike for like $550, rode it for three years, got really strong because mm-hmm. that bike was not that easy to ride okay. or fun to ride mm-hmm. and, um, sold it for 500. So I rode it for three years for 50 bucks. Okay, nice. Um, it normally does not turn out that way with bike. No, bike. not not normally. <laughs> um, what was the next? What was the next bike? And then I bought the Cannondale. Uh, okay, and that one. Cad ten. You still have that one, right? Yeah, the silver one. Okay, okay. Um, you do you clip in? You clip in now, right? I do. Yeah. Okay. When did that first happen? Oh, I rode for a few years before I started clipping in. I started clipping in the year I went to it was uh, two thousand eleven. Um, because I decided to do that the first time I went to the five borough ride in New York city really? with 3000 people. Okay. Yeah. I, I fell over three times during that ride. That's, that is not a great ride to be it's, it's way too many riders out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd like to do that ride. I thought I would end up doing that ride again, 
But the idea of going back to New York with 30,000 people riding around doesn't seem like the best idea. I agree um, with you. you know. It's it's a good like experience mm-hmm. to have one time. And then it's so much fun. You think, I want to do this again. Right. And then every time you think about it, you're like, nah, not really. Right. Yeah. Because it's, <laughs> it's it's coordination. Getting up to New York. How do you get around? While you're... That's, a, that's a lot. And that's also why I haven't gone back uh, or didn't try to go back. I went 2018. Me and Josh actually went up there. Right. Yeah. I remember. I remember. Um, okay. Um since we mentioned events, like, um, you do events often, right? You, yeah. Okay. Do you have three favorite or mem- really memorable events that you've done? Um, actually the very first one well okay so I do a lot of bike touring but the first thing that popped in my head as far as events mm-hmm. was um, the festival ride that we did down in um, yeah yeah North Carolina a couple mm-hmm. years ago in the fall mm-hmm. I thought that little cabin that we rented that had like all the bugs and everything in it was like awesome it was right on the water it was a, it was a little view. fishing happened mm-hmm. that weekend yeah. and yeah. It was nice. That was a lot of fun. So that's the first thing that popped in my head. Okay. Uh, so many fun events, though. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, bike touring in Italy, okay. bike touring in Canada, across the state of New York. All, all my bike tours are like special memories. When was the last time you went on the bike tour? Ooh, the Italy. Was that the... The last go? bike tour was Canada, actually. Really? Yeah. Okay. Went back to Canada after Italy. Okay. Um, you've done some bike touring... Did you do bike touring with Debbie? Yeah. Okay. Where'd you all ride? Um, well, she's done all these rides with me. Oh, really? Okay. Um, nice. t- twice in Canada, uh, once in Michigan, and uh, the Italy ride. So did you drive up to Canada? Like We drove to, uh, yeah, we drove to Canada. Oh, drove there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We drove to Canada, and then um, the first one we did was uh, an organized bike tour, and mm-hmm. we did something called the Route Vert, which goes from uh, Quebec to Montreal City over a series of days. Okay. It was brutal. Okay. Lots of climbing. Um, the second Canada trip was on the long, uh, we ended on the Long Sioux Parkway, which is in, we started in Gananoque, which is a little town in uh i can't remember i can't remember exactly where it is anyway it's on the east north uh, southeast part of canada okay and road north um and then italy we did we flew we flew from richmond to or we flew from dc actually mm-hmm. to rome took the train to florence okay. and picked up the the bikes and yeah. then because we rented bikes okay. which was a huge just... mistake and then we rode the bikes from Florence back to Rome. Why was it? I I I heard that people take their saddles with them, right? If they rent a bike, they take a saddle. Like, why was it a bad experience? Why we took our saddles and our pedals, oh, but really? the bikes that they gave us weighed like forty pounds, <laughs> and we called them hoopties. I don't know why. That's what we called. That was the name they the came. Hoopties. It was like, grab your hoopty, girl. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, again, you survived it. Uh, survived the trip. Do you have any more bike touring planned up? Bike packing? Um, well, you know, Ireland, which probably is not going to happen next month, but uh, may happen in a year or so. Wasn't, wasn't Ireland last year? We were supposed to go to Ireland last year okay. and COVID, right. COVID crushed the plans. Yeah. And then it was postponed to this year. We're supposed to go in 
next month, June 24th, I think. Okay. But right now they have a two-week quarantine and nobody from the U.S. can go in and they're under, Ireland mm-hmm. is high risk for travelers. So it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Okay. Probably be postponed another year, but that's going to be a fabulous trip. Is that like through a touring company or is it like, how'd you all arrange it? It is a touring company, but it's actually, if you look, um, there's a thing called like the 10 places you have to ride your bike before you die. And mm-hmm. this is one of the routes. It's from the southernmost tip of uh, Ireland to the northernmost tip of Ireland, all along the west coast. Okay. Wow. Uh, how many going? So hmm? How many people are going? Five. Okay. Okay. Um, I I hope you all get to go safely. Yeah. Safely is the key word there. Um, so, Moonlight Ride was the first one that got you addicted. Um, when did it become, I'm going to do 50 miles on the weekend? Like, when did it get to that point? Like, was it a gradual or did you just like one day go out and No, it, it was gradual. So, um... I did the Moonlight Ride. After that, I started doing... Uh, Robba used to have a Wednesday night ride called mm-hmm. the Dinner Ride. And you oh, really? rode to a Mexican restaurant and you put all your bicycles in the kitchen. Okay. And then you ate dinner there and rode back. And it was a 20-mile ride. It was 10 miles up to Ashman, 10 miles back. Yeah. So I started doing that and it just like damn near killed me. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know... I was old when I started, so, yeah. <laughs> and I'd never really exercised in my life, so, um, so I started doing that ride, and I just thought, oh my gosh, this is incredible, it's just great, and yeah. I, you know, I just got more and more addicted. Then I started doing the Saturday morning ride. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. somebody said something about doing this thing called the Surrey Century, mm-hmm. and oh, it's really flat, you can do 100 miles. Well, my longest ride was like 30 miles. <laughs> So we went out and I think I did like 52 miles before I bailed, but that okay. was when I hit 50 miles was okay. when I did the Surrey sure Century. <laughs> and you, so you went from doing 30 miles to attempting to do a century and bail. Okay. You were feeling strong. I wasn't really trying to do the century. I didn't think I was going to do it, but they, they were dragging me along. Nobody was and like... And I am known to like buckle to peer pressure. I don't know if you know that about me. <laughs> but I, I'm just thinking like somebody should be like, maybe you should have trained a bit more before before doing this. But Yeah. I mean, I was riding for a few months. I, I did all the things wrong. I had my saddle way too low. Oh. And it was and so my knees were hurting and my thigh muscles felt weak. Yeah, and yeah. like I wasn't sitting on the bike right and people were trying to give me advice. And... You know, it was like one person would say, do one thing, and somebody else would give me some completely opposite information. Yeah. That's why you don't ever put on a cycling form. What should I do about this? Because oh, it's like, yeah. you'll Everybody get 500 different chime, answers. Yeah. Everybody chimes in. Have you gotten a bike fit? Um, I have since, yes. Okay. When I got my last bike. Okay. All right. Do you, do you feel like the bike fit helped? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I've not gotten a bike fit. I think about it, but I, I don't feel uncomfortable on the bike. Like I don't feel like anything hurts. I think I could bring my saddle up, maybe a, a hair, yeah, um, to get a better extension. But I've not gotten a bike fit yet. Maybe at some point in the future. Um, okay, uh, so that was when you started road biking. Um, when did you do your first century? I did my first century. You're gonna laugh. Uh, it was the back road century up in Winchester. In the mountains. Yeah, that was like Winchester's hilly. <laughs> yes. Okay. What, did someone yeah. peer pressure? Yeah, peer pressure. 
Totally. And I, didn't, I wasn't thinking about it. Like, I, I didn't really appreciate just, Hills then. You're just like, yeah, I'm just going to go do it. I'm just going to go do it. Okay. And it was like, the thing I liked about the century was the starting point was also the 50, mark, 50 mile part. Point. Ah. So you could do the first 50 yeah. and then you could bail if you wanted before you do the last 50. But the last 50 had like twice as much climbing as the first 50. Yeah. So they kind of did that backwards. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I have pictures of me and I look like I'm, I'm, I look like I'm just going to drop dead any minute. <laughs> but you survived. I survived um, to do it again and again and again. Really? Oh man. Um, okay. Um, cause you, you're not, you don't, don't like climbing. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a climber. Okay. Um, uh, what event you signed up for this year? You did. You did cap to cap, right? I did cap to cap. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have you signed on, up for anything else? On Saturday, um, I'm signed up for the MS ride. Okay. So how is that structured this year? So it's a one day ride okay. from Williamsburg. From Williamsburg. Yeah. To Richmond or from Williamsburg just back to Williamsburg. Oh, okay. It's just a loop on the trail. Okay. Is the way they're doing it in the post-COVID. Well, yeah. We're pretending that we're post-COVID. Yeah. We're not really, but um, so that's how they're doing it. So we wanted to make it longer, of course, because mm-hmm. that's what we always do. Yeah. So we're riding from my house on Friday to Williamsburg. Okay. Staying in the hotel. Mm-hmm. Someone's carrying our stuff for us. Okay. And then we're doing the ride on Saturday. Okay. And then we're riding back to my house on Sunday. That's doable. Yeah, that's 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 that's, that's doable. Yeah, because that's 50, 50-ish down. No, wait. It's like... Wait. To Williamsburg is from your place? Is that 60? I think it's like... I think the route is like 72 yeah. or 3 miles, something like that. Wow. I think that's what it is. I'm not sure. Okay. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a lot over three days. That's not going to... Because it's a 75... The 100, right? Second day. Yeah, I, I don't know how all that's going to work. <laughs> I don't know. There were already people talking about bailing on the third day and having their husbands come pick them up. Mm-hmm. I'm not mentioning names. <laughs> try. I love her to pieces. Try. She's like, he'll give you a ride too. <laughs> um, okay. Uh All right, so you do riding, you're addicted to it, you enjoy it, you go do the social. Why do you keep riding? Like you've you've done the events. Like why do you like? What's the thing that makes you keep getting back on the bike? Is it solely peer pressure? Is that the thing that's getting you out? Of, like what's the? Okay, well this is time to get serious then. Okay, sure. So, <laughs> um, back before um, I started riding, I all of my life have suffered with anxiety and depression. Okay, um, and so I was on medications. And I found that once I started writing mm-hmm. regularly that um, I find road cycling to be very meditative, uh, particularly yeah. if you're not like in the group that's chatty talking. And mm-hmm. I love that too. I'm yeah. not saying anything uh, bad about that, but there are times when you drop back or you're just riding along and you kind of get in the rhythm and it's, it's very meditative and peaceful and... Mm-hmm. What I've really found about cycling is that it's impossible to be angry or sad when you're on your bike. And yeah. so, yeah, I mean, six months after I started riding, I was off my antidepression meds. Nice. Um, my anxiety was a lot less. I still struggle with that. But um, 
but now I've actually in the last year started truly meditating, which okay. has helped a lot with that. Nice. Um, plus, I mean, all the health benefits. If mm-hmm. even if it weren't for the mental health right. benefits, um, but it's like it enhances your emotional health, your spiritual mm-hmm. health, your um, physical health, mm-hmm. your well-being. Yeah. All of that, you know, it's like. So, and that, that kind of you may have answered my next question is like, you know, um, I'm I'm very curious about people's of course experience with cycling, and um, particularly you know we've met people who've been riding for forty years, like they've just always like they've always been on the bike, and then some of us who started later, like we just started a couple of years ago. So, if you remember the time pre-cycling, like before cycling, how do you? How do you feel now? Like you, you ride all the time. Fit, like how do you feel now? You know, in your current fitness condition, how you like, as opposed to then. Kind of yeah. Thing. So. Well, I feel a lot happier, less stressed. Yeah. Um, I feel like I make better friendships through cycling than is possible in today's world. Mm-hmm. Just because we live in a we live in a society that where people aren't very present. And so you go out to dinner with a group of friends and half of them are looking at their phone. And I mean, we, you know, a cyclist do it too, but it's because yeah. we have to look at our Strava stats. <laughs> yeah. We got to see how many PRs we just got it's on the after ride. after the ride. But it's usually yeah. like talking about what you're looking at on your phone. It's so, not that you're talking to someone else, you know, texting right. someone else or something like that. But the thing is, you can't ride a bike and not be present. And I think, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like... That's another great thing about biking. Biking is like, it's truly living in the moment, you mm-hmm. know, like a dog does. <laughs> you give them a bone, they <laughs> ate it, and then they're, they're like, I, I don't even know what happened to it. Where'd it go? Um, okay. You know, and children. Mm-hmm. Dogs and children live in the moment. Everybody else is kind of like somewhere else. They're either yeah. thinking about the future or worrying mm-hmm. about the past or something. And, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I like the presence of it okay. and uh, spending real time with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel a lot healthier and I have a lot more energy. Yeah. And yeah. I have had like measurable health mm-hmm. benefits yeah. from cycling. Okay. Um, the, the extra energy is nice. I, I can attest to that as well. My, you know, from my pre-cycling years, um, I was not doing as much so like tax i was trying to run marathons before but it is it is it is nice to 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 have the extra energy to to be able to do stuff to go you know to do more activities during the day um as a result of it so um but i'm curious about that what's how did you feel different um okay um side change so you've gone on a ride or you're going on a ride let's say it's a 50 mile ride right what do you bring with you on a 50 mile ride uh, two bottles of water, mm-hmm. some Starburst jelly beans, and a gel. <laughs> Those are my favorite snacks. Really? Yeah. Okay. Now, if you're going on the longer ride, you're going like 100, 120, right? Like, do, does that change? Is it just more of the same? Um, I'd probably bring an extra gel. <laughs> maybe, a, maybe a bar. Okay. Um... So you're on the ride. What do you want to see at the rest stops? Like, what's the things you've had at a rest stop? And it's like, that was fucking delicious. I want to have that at every rest stop. Gluten-free cookies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, has that had any, like, is you, you, 
is it um, sensitive to gluten or yeah, like celiac? It's, it's questionable celiac because okay. I've never been tested because okay. you have to actually be eating wheat in order to be tested. And yeah, I, let's not do that. I can't do that. So, um, they okay. took me off of it when they suspected that's what it was, and okay. then I just felt better, so I never right. went back for the testing because it really didn't matter. I already knew I couldn't eat wheat. Did you know that? Was that before cycling? Before that was in 2011. It was not long after I started okay. cycling. Okay. Um, okay. All right. Um, and so you just... It makes me think of the Jamestown Center because they had gluten-free options. Yeah, Jamestown Center, Center yeah. they do. Um, Some places they do, yeah. Um, it's you know it's getting it's getting better than it was back then. Yeah. Um, yes, I yeah I see the more gluten free vegan options like they're clearly labeling you know late, labeling everything to let us know. Um, I'm avoiding cheese. I'm lactose intolerant. Right. Um, which made me think of our trip. And Lucille was there. <laughs> <laughs> I can't eat beef. I can't eat gluten. I can't eat dairy. <laughs> the health restrictions going on there. Um, um, okay. Uh, snacks. Uh, you weren't riding before. You weren't doing any activities before the cycling, right? Well, I was going to a gym about three days a week and like pretending to lift weights and walk on the treadmill. Okay. For a few okay. minutes. I mean, it was probably better than nothing, but minimal, that was, that minimally was better than nothing. That was more than what I was doing then, before the cycling. Um, so, do you like set goals? Are you your your frequent riders? You set cycling goals. I usually have a goal every year. Okay. So I had like the four thousand miles a year goal, and then I, you know, I did that. So mm-hmm. then it was the five thousand miles a year goal, and then mm-hmm. it was the six thousand miles a year goal. So for the last two years, I've ridden over six thousand miles. Mm-hmm. But then, um, but also last year, last year's goal really wasn't mileage mm-hmm. uh, aimed. It was aimed at like doing one century per month. Ah, uh, okay. So I did that last year. I did right, I 12 that. or 13 centuries last year. I'm not sure. I can't remember exactly. Um, and that was going to be my goal again this year, but I'm already a couple behind. Okay. <laughs> I did mention this yeah. gravel biking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's kind of taken me away. Yeah. Um, Cycling and vacations. Um, do you take the bike with you every time you go on a trip? Is it like? It's so funny. You should ask that. So every trip I've gone on since I uh, since two thousand nine has been a bicycle vacation. Really? So up early, you know, if you like, mm-hmm. you you um you drink a little wine the night before. You get up that morning early. You eat breakfast. You hit the road by eight eight thirty. You go do your however many miles you're going to do, mm-hmm. see what you're going to see, come back, cook a big dinner, eat a bunch of food, sit around, talk, drink mm-hmm. some more wine, go to bed, get up, do it, repeat. Yeah. Right? So that's what all my vacations have been. Last vacations. month, okay. went on vacation okay. to South Carolina okay. with my new boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that kind of vacation. It was a sleep in, yeah. drink coffee, lay around in jammies. Yeah. And I thought, oh my God, this is going to drive me nuts. But then I thought, this is the kind of vacation everybody has. <laughs> and not that we didn't ride, because we did. Okay. I mean, we basically parked his vehicle at the B&B, and we didn't drive it most of the time we were there. We nice. had the bikes, and so we were riding around the island and stuff. But it wasn't like, just go out and slam in. Yeah. You know, it was just like, tool around on yeah. the beach. and So it was nice. I, I like them both. Mm-hmm. It's like comparing apples and oranges. Okay. 
That's okay. I every vacation's been a cycling vacation. Okay, I have. I think most of my road trips, I've taken the bike. I've tried to take the bike with me, and then like go a day early or something like that to get her to get a ride in. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad that was a good trip, um, and that you don't feel that you should have ridden sixty or seventy <laughs> miles right. each and every day. Um, so. Um, COVID happened last year, still is happening. How did that like impact the cycling that you were doing? Like the riding, like did it have any impact at all? I mean, no, it impacted your work. Right. Sure. Definitely impacted me at work, which made my need for cycling even greater. <laughs> the de-stressing part. Yeah. Um, but I mean, all the group rides were canceled, but our little group of four or five people mm-hmm. continued to ride together. Um, you know, the doctors that I work with, I trust them a lot. And they basically said from the get-go, mm-hmm. you're not going to get this from riding a bike behind yeah, okay. someone. You know, you're going to get it when maybe when you're in the parking lot and you take your masks off. If you're hugging, you're like, don't hug. Don't, you know, do that <laughs> right, kind of stuff yeah. that we all love to do. Yeah. We all love to hug each other and yeah. get close and talk. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we just all were playing it safe, distancing as much as we could and still riding together okay. still doing pace lines yeah. fortunately none of us yes there were no incidents there, there were no incidents in the group that we rode in right that way. Um, speaking of being of groups um, you're a member of RABBA I am how long are you a member of RABBA oh my goodness since, the, since, since yeah probably 2012 uh, 11 or 12 okay maybe 10 Okay. No, that's right. I joined. I joined right away. It was like 2009 or 2010. Okay. Um, did it seem friendly? Did people seem very welcoming when you, when you joined? How was Not initially. Going? Okay. When I first joined, I went on. Well, the 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 Wednesday night ride. The people were really nice. The okay. ride leaders that we had, and I can't remember who they were. I'm sure they're still around, but I don't remember. Yeah. Um. And but I first time I went on. A different ride on a Saturday that wasn't like from Laurel Park it was from somewhere else it was mm-hmm. from a church and <laughs> I got dropped okay. and I got lost and then the ride leader came back and found me and then all the way back to the parking lot told me how I should sign up a ride that I was for a ride that I was more suitable for <laughs> so I was pretty upset and I was like I'm not gonna ride with this club anymore but I think it's changed a lot um, I think we're more. I think we're a lot more inclusive now. Not to say that people don't get dropped, because I'm sure that it happens occasionally. But it's certainly, certainly don't think anybody's going to get chewed out for yeah. coming to a ride. Yeah, I. We all hope that the person, you know, the new person who comes along has taken stock of how how good a cyclist they are, so they yeah. don't pick the like I'm going to pick the group that's on 20 miles an hour for 70 miles, um, kind of thing. <laughs> um, right. You know, because the ride leader will hopefully kick, you know, help out, but the ride leader's there to ride as well, you know. Um, okay. Um, so you're on the board of RABBA. I am. Um, what's your, what's your position on the board? Um, I'm the vice president, I think. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yes, I am the vice president. <laughs> you're, wait, you're VP? Oh, really? Yeah. Where were you, where were you last year? Uh, apparel chairman. Okay. All right. Director at large. That's right. Okay. All right. That's what I'm right. I didn't, I didn't know you were VP. I didn't see. Shh, it's a secret. Don't right. tell anyone. <laughs> um, 
Did you like the apparel position? Did you like? I mean, was it? Wait, was that I your didn't. first one? Was that your first board position? Would you? That was my first board position. Yes. Okay. As apparel chairman, when I designed the new kit. Yeah. Yeah. Who's doing it now? I'm still doing it. Oh. Oh. Okay. Double duty. Yeah. Okay. They wanted. They were gonna pass it on, but I really enjoyed doing it last year, and I wanted okay. to do it again. So. Because okay. I wanted to add some more pieces. Sure. This year. So. Okay. Um, I think that being able to um, get the stuff directly uh, helps out, um, as opposed to like having to, you know, you have to keep stock of everything and we've got to come see you, that kind of thing. Right. Uh, I, I know that was probably Well, plus during COVID, it was, you know, yeah. hands off, like hands free delivery thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what started it. But yeah. I think it's a great idea and it takes a lot of work off the back of whoever is doing apparel. Right. They don't have to keep inventory. Collect and money and keep inventory and all right. that. Um, uh, lighthearted questions before the more serious stuff. Um, earliest memory of riding a bike. Please don't tell me you started riding in 2009. No. Um, I had a Western Flyer banana seat Okay. bike. You know, with the the big droopy handlebars, mm-hmm. yeah, and it was it had Little Miss Buzz painted on the side. <laughs> that should be my new nickname, really? Little Miss Buzz. Buzz. And um, <laughs> that was my bike. It had training wheels on it, and then uh, and the bike was way too big for me when yeah. it had the training wheels on it. And but you know, when when I was a kid in mm-hmm. 1960s. Yeah. You didn't get like multiple bikes when yeah. you grew up. Yeah. You got yeah. one bike, and that Absolutely. lasted you yeah. your whole childhood. Yeah. Um, you know, and I never grew taller than five two, so you know it fit me. <laughs> um, but I remember riding it. We had this big hill on our street. Yeah. And so I would. I couldn't make it up the hill. Of course I couldn't. Yeah. But I, I pushed the bike up to the top of the hill, and I would get on it, and it was mm. like petrifying to go flying down this hill. And then I got to where I would put my feet up on the handlebars, and I tried to do it with no hands. Wait, going down the hill? Yeah, going down the hill. That's unsafe. I know, but it was fun. But yeah, I I definitely you know (laughs) dive bombed some hills when I was younger as well. Uh, Probably wouldn't do it now uh, with no hands. But I Um, think that people's first memory of riding a bike is always like the best because it's like it's that first taste of freedom. Mm -hmm. You're riding away from your parents to something better, (laughs) whatever it is. It's going to be more fun. <laughs> yeah. Those early rides were good. I didn't, I mean, I didn't think about, you know, the ride now. It's like we're, we're doing a ride to ride kind of thing. It's okay to go to a place. You know, those early rides were always, I'm going to a place and enjoying the process, enjoy the journey with right. friends, you know, riding bikes around the neighborhood. Um, but never thought about like doing the ride for the ride's sake. Right. It was like riding to a friend's house Mm -hmm. or riding to the field to play football. Right. Yeah, exactly right. Some some destination there. Um, Who taught you how to ride? My dad. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Did he ever ride with you or anything like that? He just taught you how to ride? No, he didn't. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, um, Have you convinced anyone to join uh, road cycling or cycling at all? Have you converted anyone? Hmm. Um, from nothing to not cycling. that I can think okay. of. Okay. Mm-mm. Okay. No, yeah. I mean I converted Debbie into a into a tour from really? a being a cyclist, but that's as far as I've gotten. She was just you would just, you, the two of you were just doing like the regular rides around town, then okay, and decided to do the touring. Okay. 
Um, I've yet to convince anybody to start cycling. I, I tried to talk to some of my friends who were pretty fit, and none of them were into it. None of them were in. Even the guy who went on the first ride with me um, was not really interested in starting to do more cycling. <laughs> right. So I have gotten none. Um, okay. Um, have you been in any accidents? Um, I've been in a few. I was born in one Georgia in Georgia last month. Okay. Last March. In March, yeah. In March okay. I was one in one in Georgia. Um, EMS came, I, I hit my I hurt my helmet. Okay. So I hit my head. Yeah. So EMS had to come and check me out. But okay. I made them I, I made them go away. I didn't want to go to the hospital. Um and then I got a ride back home. Okay. Um, but that one wasn't bad. But the the bad one was in May uh, May tw- May twenty second of 2014 okay I was trying out a new route um, to work mm-hmm. and I was going through an intersection that was unfamiliar to me okay. at Lee and Hermitage I was going down Hermitage and I was went to make a left on Lee and I didn't know there were these old trolley tracks through the um, intersection um, I saw them like a second too late and my wheel like went right down in the track mm-hmm. and just threw me down onto my left side. Okay. No sliding across pavement, no yeah. road rash, just bam. Okay. And I heard like a huge crack and it was honestly like a tree falling. Okay. And I thought I broke my leg. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the first thought in my head. Mm-hmm. Person I was riding with, I'd only known for a few months. Yeah. His name is Scott. Um, and he thought I was being a drama queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going, I broke my leg. I broke my leg. <laughs> and then some lady at the intersection runs out and says, um, do you want me to call 911? And I'm laying in the middle of the intersection and cars can't go anywhere. Cause yeah. I'm like literally in, in the, the middle. Yeah, and so that. all four directions are, com- you know, everybody's completely stopped yeah. waiting for me. Um, and so we're like, yeah. And so, um, they took me to the hospital, was in the hospital for five days. They had to put my leg back together. So you had broken the leg. So I have a, I I crushed my left femur. So I had to have a titanium rod put in. Okay. That actually goes from my hip to my knee. Okay. And I have some screws in there. Okay. Um, which causes chronic pain. Okay. So I have chronic pain from that. Um, but yeah, that was it. And then um, I just thought I was it was it was devastating because it was May and it was like the beginning <laughs> of the summer. And I was like, why is this happening at the beginning of the summer when you know writing is just kicking up and yeah. and now I've lost my whole summer like cause, you know a boohooed mm-hmm. for the 5 days I was in the hospital. Doctor came in and the first thing I said was, what do you think I said? Can I ride again? When can I ride yeah. again? <laughs> he said, oh, it's going to be at least October before you get back on the bike. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And that's, is that by how long is that? You got on earlier than that. Um, August 3rd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I started doing my own rehab. Okay. Because I started having like nightmares about the wreck. And then I started being afraid to ride like... Yeah. At first, I just wanted to get back on the bike, yeah. and then I started thinking, maybe I don't want to ride. Yeah. And I got kind of scared thinking mm-hmm. about it. So, one day I just said, I need it. I need to ride today. Mm-hmm. And um, 
you know, the person I was dating at the time said, uh, that's not a good idea. Your doctor hasn't released you. And mm-hmm. I said, well, here's the thing. You can go to work and I'm going to go ride my bike <laughs> or you can help me. <laughs> yeah. I sure was hoping they wouldn't help. Um, hopefully. So I rode eight miles. That's good. Yeah. That's a solid, that's a, that's a solid but then I stopped. And then that Saturday, I went out and rode the Ashland ride. And then when October came, mm-hmm. was the tour of Richmond. Correct. Right. Okay. And I wanted to do that. Okay. So that's when... You got interviewed. Was that what station? An interview. I think it was on ABC. Okay. It was uh, Sydney Cameron, Channel 8. That's what it was. Okay. Channel 8, whatever network that is. Okay. Um, yeah. So she came and interviewed me. And my plan was to go do a 50-mile... I changed my mind that morning. I was mm-hmm. feeling great and I had all this adrenaline pumping. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to do the 70. And of course, none of my friends were doing the 70. Everybody was either doing the 50 or the century. And I mm-hmm. knew I couldn't do a century. So I did that whole 70 miles by myself. Well, yeah. by myself with, you know, 500 people I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. But oh, Wow. Okay. So, and you answered the question. So it's like, how did you feel after the accident? And, and so you felt a little squeamish about being on the bike yeah. afterwards? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it seemed like the longer it went, the more afraid I started getting. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, I just got to do it. You've been through that intersection again, haven't you? Because I know exactly where that is. I passed through that intersection. Well, it's once. funny because for the longest time I went through that intersection and I would um, either slow way down mm-hmm. or I would like even get off the bike and oh. walk. Okay. Uh, walk across the intersection yeah. to mm-hmm. the other side and then get back on the bike to go mm-hmm. through. Um, and then... It was right before that interview that mm-hmm. I wrote it. Really? Okay. I rode through it by okay. myself. And it's funny because a friend snapped a picture of me going through it the first time I rode through it. Yeah. And stayed on my bike and there was an ambulance right behind me. Really? In the picture. Like nobody even noticed it till after we got the, after I looked at the picture. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> it's crazy. So you survived a serious accident. You're still riding. Um, okay. Uh, what's something you didn't know the... F- Let's see how they ask us. Um, what's something you're quite aware of now that you wish you would have told yourself about riding or just cycling in general in that first, the first couple months? What's something you would have wanted to have told yourself about cycling or your experiences? I, w- I really wish I had known, like, uh, I wish I had known how much it was going to change my life. It, I mean, it kind of changed it in so many different ways. It, right, it, cha- yeah. it changed even the trajectory of my life and the yeah. things that I focused on mm-hmm. yeah. um, before and after. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been good information. That would have been good. That would have been more motivation, I suppose. You know, to, to know that. Oh, and I would have told myself, don't buy a cheap bike to start with. <laughs> Because you are going to love this. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> knows for sure they're going to become addicted. Like, it, it then happens. It's a, it's a safe bet, like, to tell someone not to spend four grand on their first bike. Right. You know, without knowing. But, yes, it would have been nice to, like, just get the really nice bike to start off with. Right? That's the one you're going to be on. Um, uh, oh, okay. How do you feel if you're out somewhere, you're not, you've done your riding, how do you feel when you see some other people out riding? Do you, you're doing yard work and you see a group of cyclists pass, you're out with people. Like, do you feel anything or just like, eh, there's people on bikes? 
Oh, if I'm like out in my yard right. if working. You're, yeah, if you're if you're oh. doing something non-cycling, <laughs> but you see other cyclists come and pass you, I'm like, oh, I need to be doing that. I need to. I need to put this rake away. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I not riding? So you know, the only thing that's good to do if you're not riding is, is a, cleaning your bike. Because if you're cleaning oh, your bike, yeah, yeah, you feel yeah. like you're doing you're, yeah, biking. You're, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's related. <laughs> this is useful work here. Yeah, I can see that. I didn't think about that. I have to clean my bike outside. So, um, <laughs> I've had that happen where a couple times I was helping people move and saw like a, a Peloton pass. I should be out there riding. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you have done some mountain biking. Yeah. Um, and now the gravel biking. Yeah. It's a bit of a compromise situation there. Um, uh, clearly, road biking is the passion. How do you feel about the mountain biking? Like, clearly, you're not doing that anymore. Do you still have the mountain bike? I actually sold my mountain bike. I've toyed with the idea of getting another one just okay. because I like all kinds of cycling. Okay. And I and I think that they're so different because, as I was talking about earlier, like mm-hmm. road cycling is so meditative and mm-hmm. so rhythmic. Mm-hmm. Um, and in road cycling, I mean, there's a fair amount of coasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's really mm-hmm. not in mountain biking. In mountain biking, your butt doesn't even get sore because you're never on the saddle. Mm-hmm. You're always like standing. You're, I mean, my thighs get a much harder workout. Right. Mountain right. biking or gravel biking because there's not really any coasting. It's you know your feet, your legs are going the whole time. Mountain biking is not meditative at all. You have to be painfully in the moment. It's like oh, a rock, a tree, a hole, uh, you know this or that, and uh, oh god, there's somebody coming the other way on this right. you know single track or something, and yeah. so it's like. You have to be like really quick, yeah. Um, okay. With your thoughts, so it's completely different. It's like two different sports, I think. Yeah, I've not done the mountain biking, and, and I I am aware of that. I think about the trees, the roots, and all that kind of stuff, and like my vision's not great. Yeah. Um, and I have a, one. I don't have a mountain bike, um, but I think about that a lot. If I tried mountain biking, would I even be able to like adjust? Would I even be able to maneuver as quickly as I would need to? Because I I feel like I can't see as well. I know I can yeah um, so I've avoided it a few people tried to get me the mountain bike but it hasn't happened yet well there's all kinds of little things that happen to you because like the bars are straight and so if you're too close to a tree you'll hit your handlebar on the tree and it can push you over and in in road cycling you often coast with one foot down and one foot up mm-hmm. but in mountain biking you never when you do coast like if you're going through yeah. rocks or something yeah. you never want to have one pedal down because you're guaranteed to hit that on a stump or a rock and it'll Ooh, knock you level. over it's oh. the first first way i rock i erect on my mountain bike is you were coasting with the, oh you have to keep nice. your your feet parallel nice i would not have i would not have even so thought so you of. have more clearance under right. the bike yeah, just little things like that that you learn. But, yeah, it's a lot. And then, you know, you're rolling over logs. And mm-hmm. if you're a road cyclist, you're used to, you've got skinny tires yeah. that are hyperinflated. Yeah. And if you hit a log, what's going to happen? You're going to go flying over the handlebars. Yep. So it takes a while to trust the tires. You really have yeah. to just kind of relax and not be real stiff and mm-hmm. relax. And, you know, have lower air pressure in your tire so you have more rubber on the mud mm-hmm. and you can roll right over those logs but the first few times you do it it's petrifying because you're just sure you're going to fly over the handlebars <laughs> when you hit the log <laughs> I am not there yet uh, that will take a while but um, what about the gravel biking like gravel biking is really fun um, and it's also different because 
you know, learning to trust your, your tires and trust your bike and be, um, in a more flex position, mm-hmm. um, because on gravel, a lot of times you can like really hold on tight mm-hmm. because you feel like you're going to lose your bike out from under you. Okay. Um, so it takes a little practice too. And then it's like, there's different types of gravel cause you've got like crushed limestone, which is pretty easy to ride on. And then, you know, if you're down at Reedy Creek, the, the rocks are like, you know, the size there. of your fist yeah. that you're riding across. Um, so it's a good workout. It's a really good workout. Okay. Um, and what's if you saw a new person who was like, I think I'd like to get into cycling. Other than the, other than don't get a cheap bike. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people ask me this. I've had a, I have a lot of friends that have gotten into cycling, especially during pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People yeah. I work with and stuff. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, I'm thinking about starting to ride. What bike should I go get? I hate that question. Um, that and and what saddle should I get? Uh, I don't enjoy because it, it just depends on your ass. Like, it's going to try, it's going to try, try some saddles. Let's figure it out. Yeah, um, I can't help you with the saddle situation. Yeah. Um, how many saddles have you used on your road bike? Did you did you go oh. with the stock saddle or how many how many saddles have you gone through? A lot, more than I can count. Really? Definitely more than I can count. Okay. Yeah, um, I tried several before I found one that I really liked, which is a Sully. Mm-hmm. And now they ha- I have a new one, a Terry, uh, I think it's the Liberator Pro or something like that. Sounds like anything but mm-hmm. a saddle, but it really is a saddle. <laughs> but it's it's great. Okay. I love it. That's okay. what I want my road bike now. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the saddle thing is like, I got lucky with my first bike, first two bikes, and the stock saddle worked just fine. Um the the canyon the one i ride now i think i've had four or five saddles on there i think i'm on the fifth saddle i think now um okay um oh man uh we've covered quite a bit here um you do set goals um and use do you just use strava do you use strava i do i use use strava Strava. Mm mm-hmm we're using like map my I used to use uh, before I started using Strava I used to use an an old app called cycle meter Mm -hmm. and I loved it because it had like your lifetime miles on Mm -hmm. it and it was way up there when they like got rid of that app yeah yeah I've seen cycle meter that's that's no yeah it's not keeping up with the pace Strava does quite a bit now yeah um okay um covered quite a bit here um how you got into riding, your accident, uh, snacks, why do you keep riding, uh, the bikes you've had, um, what your name is, yeah, we covered that one. Um, how do you feel about the community of cycling in Richmond? It's a broad question. Like, how do you feel about like... We have a huge cycling community and mm-hmm. I think it's all wonderful. I, I mean, even though, you know, like... Um, I know cyclists get a bad rap. They go out on the Capitol Trail and mm-hmm. they try to like fly through families and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. You know, and we all we're all like, oh, I, you know, wish we could just go as fast as we want, blah 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 blah. But on the other hand, you know, to me, it's like it's heartwarming to see all these families out. You know. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. when we live in such a uh, information technology mm-hmm. society where you know many children don't ever go outside; they're inside on a tablet all day or watching movies or something like that. So to see like a young family out with mm-hmm. their strollers and like mm-hmm. their kids on little, you know, right. balance bikes and stuff like that, it's like, oh, 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's heartwarming. It was really good. I mean, I wish the circumstances of why, but um, it was really good going out on the trail and seeing so many people out, um, you know, the families out riding, using the trail for, you know, the multi-purpose. Um, so I'm aware of that. I don't, I don't want to cause a, a bad rep for, for cyclists either. Right. Um, you know, because it's more of the non-cyclists than it is us. Um, well, I think that might have covered most things there. Um, I think it's covered just about everything here, CJ. Um, yeah, I think it did. So. <laughs>